All right, y'all, before we get started, let's give some love to our sponsors, and that means our good friends over at distilleryproducts.com. They are some of the leaders in laser-edged glassware, and guess what? When you work with them, you get them at wholesale pricing. I'm not lying. That's a heck of a lot cheaper than you're going to find anywhere else. Reach out to me. I would love to get you in touch with Carson, Janie, Vicky, and all the good folks over at distilleryproducts.com. They are where we get our glassware from, and chances are most of the distilleries you go to use them as well well they have awesome glasses besides just the glen feel free to reach out to me i will get you in touch with them and then you can go on their website browse and see for yourself check them out distilleryproducts.com Today's show is also sponsored by our friends over at Orca Coors, who are ready to help you make this the coolest summer ever. They have something for everyone from American-made, lifetime-guaranteed hard side coolers to stainless steel whiskey barrel tumblers that are going to elevate your drinking experience. Some of you may have seen on social media recently, we just got a new cooler. His name is Willie. He is going to come with us whenever we go visit distilleries. Thank you to Orca for giving us that. The cooler is super cool. I love it. It's hard. It's barely Airproof means I can't even get into it. It's going to keep whatever is in your cooler cold for days. It will retain ice for days. And those whiskey barrel tumblers, man, they are. Su- it looks like you're actually drinking from a whiskey barrel. What better way to be the envy of your barbecue by either getting one of those coolers or getting one of the tumblers? People are going to come over and go, man, where'd you get that? You're going to say Orca. Use code DADS20 for 20% off of your order. That is code DADS20 for 20% off your order orcas there for all of life's adventures get an orca and take them on some adventures with you today's show is also sponsored by action 24 7 you want action get in on the action they are tennessee's only sports book by tennesseans for tennesseans and it is master's week you know you want to go to action 24 7 put in code dads 100 they will match up to 100 bucks of your first deposit we're just coming off march madness so much stuff going on sports are really back in full force and what better way to get into april than the masters one of my favorite tournaments one of my favorite weeks every year and there are so many different angles go ahead and go to action247.com to get in on the action there's so much stuff going on between the masters baseball basketball hockey you want action you know where it is action247.com use code dads 100 everyone my name is john edwards and with me as always is zeke baker and together we make the dad's freak of bourbon wherever you are whatever time it is thank you for making us a part of your day hello zeke baker hello there john boy there we go third time's the charm i did cut two other versions of this out that is the problem with going virtual well i can't help you belched i didn't belch i can't help you farted (laughs) that would have been perfect actually if you'd edit that i'd have been pissed We should have gotten an episode out yesterday. Apologies to everyone. Zeke got up at 4.30 in the morning and went and did a pick at Four Roses. He was pretty tired by the time he got back. So we gave him a night off. I said, I will go ahead and edit Wednesday night, get it ready for Thursday. I will stay up late for you. Go ahead and sleep. It was just a tough task, tough job, but you know somebody had to do it and I would have felt even worse. But then I remembered, oh, I get to go back to Four Roses 
John's still trying to scratch that itch. Still trying to get in the old pick room. <laughs> well, I'm glad you had fun. We're glad you're back. What did you end up picking? Now, this was a F cancer with Hines and James and Lawrence Simpson. Good crew up there. What did you end up picking and what should people look out for? Brent even came down and did the pick with us, which was, you know, anytime you can have the uh, the master distiller join and, and give any kind of insight or input, that's always fun. He didn't really steer us in any direction, just offered us some some fun thoughts and insightful things. But it, like I say it was a really good time um, after everything and not being up there for probably, I think, over a year now. Honestly, I was just thrilled to be back, see a row of, uh, of, of blind barrels there waiting on you, see Mandy and, uh, you know, just be back at Cox Creek. Couldn't really ask for much more on a good day of uh, doing a good deed for bourbon, so to speak. Well, we're glad you did, but what'd you end up picking? So we picked a 10-year, zero-month, six-tier OESF. Interesting. I will say we had nine barrels in the lineup. I think only one recipe was missing. OBSK, it looks like, as I glance back over the sheet. And honestly, um, you know, out of those nine barrels... We narrowed it to three, did a blind, picked the winner from there. It was pretty funny because the first time through, uh, Mike definitely loved that OESF, which we didn't know what it was. He just you know, loved number three. And uh, I, I, it wasn't quite my cup of tea, but we went back and forth along with James and Lauren and Brent, obviously, and ended up putting that and two other ones in a, a you know, a, a decision-making blind. And from there, uh, when we came back in the room and tried everything, it was just hands down the, you know, pretty much unanimous winner without much debate or thought. I was really surprised how much it seemed to just kind of change or move. And all I could immediately think about was, uh, you know, a couple of years back when they came out with the small batch select and how, you know, initially neither one of us really cared for it on a fresh crack. And then when we sat down later, you know, with Dan Gardner still had the leftover media sample we had in a fresh crack that he brought and how different they were. And he, you know, he was explaining that, you know, of all the, the recipes from Four Roses, both of the F recipes are the ones that do take the longest to really open up and, and you see the most change out of. So I think just from the time it, that barrel was initially popped to win came back and thieved out the second round of samples. It moved a ton and uh, really excited to see this when it comes out in the bottle here in a couple of months. <laughs> Obviously, if you hear this and happen to end up with one or have an F in general, crack it, give it some air time before you come back and pass judgment on it. Not necessarily true for all whiskeys or even all four roses, but if, if there's an F in there, I definitely recommend giving it a little bit of air time. Agreed, and I am really looking forward to tasting this finally in a couple of months. But, um, and, and you know, even more to point out too, without beating or going too far off a different path from what the show is. But you know, out of those nine barrels, four, if not five, you could have easily walked away with and been more than happy. It was really good times, really good fun to experience all the different profiles and, and the, you know, the different things you can get out of, you know, everything that Four Roses offers with the different recipes and whatnot, you know, especially having been on other picks to where sometimes you only get three or four barrels and you're not even really picking one at some of those experiences. If you leave with one, sometimes it's just taking what was the least bad almost, but to have five out of nine that were all different recipes, all of them, like I say, I'd have been more than happy to, you know, slap a sticker in my name on and said, yeah, I picked this, signed the barrel. Solid testament to some of the juice coming out of that place. A hundred percent. 
they're doing amazing stuff there and that is why four roses is one of my favorite distilleries and yours as well so glad you got to go do that zeke we are changing gears we are talking about barrel bourbon batch 27 tonight we are going to get right to it sorry for the shortened episode we are just moving right to it because i have to edit this and get out in a night so this is barrel bourbon batch 27 there is juice in here from tennessee kentucky indiana aged five six eight nine 13 and 15 years it is 115.7 proof comes in at 90 bucks and from their website here's a little bit behind the scenes barrel bourbon batch 27 started with six-year-old fruit forward barrels from tennessee and five-year-old spice forward barrels from indiana after these were blended together 13 and 15 year old barrels with more wood tannin and depth were layered in and a select number of nine-year-old barrels with a higher rye content were blended in for spice and assertiveness finally five and eight-year-old weeded bourbon barrels were added to soften the batch brighten the front palate and solidify a cohesiveness to an otherwise extremely complex flavor profile I'm sure you did not catch all that. I don't catch it when you read off stuff from, um, you know, like one or two source blends. This being barrel, I, I almost kind of flipped the ears off to begin with. <laughs> I knew it wasn't a blended and then finished product. I knew it was just, you know, straight whiskeys for the most part. So that's the only thing I really pay attention to. But they do so many different layers and so many different elements go into the, their blends these days. I don't even know if mad scientist is the right word anymore. They, they've blown that out of the water, I feel like. Well, I find it interesting. And what I got from all of that is that there is like a method to the madness. So the six was added, then the five was added, then the 13 and 15 were added, then the nine was added, and then finally the five and eight were added. So it's like, all right, we're going to do this. And now we know what we want to finally get out of it. So we're going to add this one to counteract this one. But now we think we need to add this one because that's doing kind of what we like, but not 100% of what we like. I just find it very interesting, like why they added things. So they said they were adding it and then why they said they were adding it. Well, you know, I just wonder if that was the, you know, how many of these things were on the original blueprint and then how many things ended up there. And not to sound either negative or, or, or pessimistic, but obviously they have a ton of various sourced out juice at their disposal, which makes things inevitably easier, I'm going to assume, or harder, depending on how you want to look at it. But I would almost say to a degree, so they, they start blending this thing and you know, you've got too much of one thing, not enough of another, however you want to look at it. And you kind of have to step back and say, all right, well, well what do we have and from where we can add in to, to find a little more balance or, or whatever overall profile we're looking for this batch? Because we sure as shit ain't scrapping this whiskey. It's already in this fat. We're not letting it go down the drain. Somebody go find something. And then as you keep tinkering, you know, luckily for them i think more times than not it comes out pretty good in a wash but i i feel like you know as little as i cook i know you do it a whole lot more but you have those moments where you're like all right i put a little too much of this damn it and then you get something else and you, you gotta keep tinkering to finally try and get the sweet spot but also not just you know completely oversaturate it but like i say i, I think more times than not they, they seem to, to manage to find the balance when it's all said and done and and if nothing else you know i don't know what the uh, they have a number for an intended yield on these things but the more they add the bigger the yield the bigger the return so hey it's good for business long as it's a, a quality drinker i tend to think just like you i mean i think they kind of had a blueprint when they first started going together and then 
they realize that it might not have been 100% where they want it. And then it's like, all right, well, now we got to add this. So I think it originally they had a plan and then the blueprint changed and they were agile and good for them for finding other stuff to put in now what i will say and i'll let you go first but i will say that this took a long time to open up for me because of that you gotta think when you pour this one how many different whiskeys are in there different sources different mash bills there is a lot going on and it's not going to be right where you want it to be as soon as you pour it into a glass so like you gotta give it a few minutes to open up i thought it was pretty good fresh Oh, <laughs> maybe if that's the case, it's only going to get better as it sits in this glass. But I had to fight a little bit for the nose on the fresh crack. And then I'll, 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 yeah, I'll give you that. Knowing we were strapped for time. I just went ahead and tasted these straight across and decided I'd circle back and do a nose. We were, uh, we're bullshitting. So I'll definitely agree with you there. I'm, I'm trying to get something written down for that pretty quick. And I'm not coming up with much so far. <laughs> but after you let it sit out, um, it really just explodes with the fruit that was a surprising thing for me it's like at first i'm like yeah this is a little faint and then let it sit and get that air and then i'm like oh that's where it is well in that case uh do you want to go first or i will uh, officially reserve my nose notes till until you go and i'll go ahead and throw some palette out there for you i got a whole lot of apple and cherry on the nose red fruits floral it's just fruity and floral dark fruit though cherries apples not a green apple more of like a red delicious apple once you get that nose it's there and it stays there and then you bring the glass up to your nose and you're like oh man that's full but at first it's very thin on the nose taste for me a lot of cherry some spice that really tingles the front of your mouth on that first sip and i'm not talking about now but that first sip it had a little bit of a chalky mouthfeel but as i let some air get to it that went away for me just super that mouthfeel for me that mouthfeel that just completely coats your mouth lots of honey caramel but cherry and spice i think it can singe the roof of your mouth a little bit not too much but it's almost like that pizza feeling if you drink it too fast but i really enjoyed it. finish went on pretty good nothing to complain about there overall i thought it was a really solid pour fair enough nose wise i would say this thing's still opening up some so i'll just go ahead and roll with it at the end of the day it's the palate that matters right anyway right some ethanol and some really light caramels uh, 115.7 as far as a proof so it's not exceptionally hot and the ethanol coming off doesn't burn the nares that's just kind of what comes up first palate wise i thought it came in really soft on the, the very front end picked up just a smidge of light corn that kind of made way for just a caramel vanilla blend that was uh, again soft and easy going uh however is it rounded about the halfway point uh come around the curve there at the tongue i thought it really just ramped up i mean it, it got kind of big and roared a little bit more or less almost some Simultaneously, I thought it just suddenly gained viscosity, developed a noticeable rye component that wasn't too much. It was just a very good layer to come in and add complexity to it. Some oak came in behind that. It was really nice because as all that occurred, you could still sense the, the caramel and the vanilla and the sweet was still lingering underneath it all. And at the finish, that subtle oak hung around. There were some sparks of the sweet components that still kicked up every now and then. And the finish, I thought, hung around pretty well and was 
really enjoyable, honestly. I thought there was very little to complain about here at all. Totally agree with you. I think I'm a buy on this. What about you? I believe I would be as well. This is a a good pour. I think it's one of those times to where sometimes an age statement's a good thing and sometimes it's a bad thing because I assume this is going to be priced like most of the barrel stuff coming in probably right around 99 or so. But if you're the consumer and you see 99 bucks and five years because that's the oldest they can put because that's what the youngest juice component is, you're kind of going to scratch a little bit unless you're more familiar with barrel and understand there's just more than one thing in there. You know what I mean? And I can't imagine most consumers take you know a ton of time to read or, or look into all that, but I feel like it's one of those things where marketing just almost kind of backfires on you. I agree with that. At that point, that's when you almost want to nod age state it. They do put it on their website. They are completely transparent about what's there so for the people like us that care about that stuff there is a place where you can go and figure it out i think for most of the people that are drinking it they're not gonna be like we are and dig into everything you know no 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 that's why i was just throwing that random tidbit out there but again i kind of revisiting this thing real quick i feel like sometimes when you have that many different components go into a blend even when it can seem like it's complex it may not flow too well kind of almost like hard turns or transition like you get this note then you get this element then you kind of get this other thing that more or less compartmentalized versus being like a big casserole i mean this is just a big kitchen sink casserole that just all oozes and runs together well i mean it's just all right there in one good bite totally agree with you Go ahead and find us on Facebook at Dad's Drinking Bourbon, Twitter at Bourbon Dads, Instagram at Dad's Drinking Bourbon. Thank you to Barrel for sending this our way. We really appreciate it. Find us wherever you download your podcast. Chances are you already have because you're listening to us right now. Zeke, where else can the folks find us? Good old Nashville, Tennessee. Cheers. Ciao.